Today's message is entitled Faith Hearing. Faith Hearing. Um, I'm here to hear it. Faith Hearing. I'm I'm here to hear it. And I think that this message is going to give all of us some understanding about the importance of listening or hearing and how much it really impacts the things that we do. There are different types of hearing. There are, you know, casual hearing. You hear a noise, but you aren't listening to it. Um, you know, there there's noise around you all the time. Or when someone is speaking to you, uh, it requires different levels of listening. Uh, people really want you to hear them say, um, you know, I'd like to have your undivided attention, right? Meaning they want you to listen on a different level. Um, hearing it right helps me to believe it right. So there's this connection between what I hear and how I hear it affects what I believe. And so we'll talk about how you know, hearing things enough, hearing things over and over again, uh, how that impacts our belief system. And that can go for positive things as well as negative things. So in a nutshell, Cousin Kevin, we have successfully completed a year-long teaching. Listen. Again, here's an here's an here's an example. When I say listen throughout the sermon like 20 times, I'm 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 jarring you to try and recapture your attention so that you hear what is being said because if you hear it right, you will believe it right. All right? You tracking Shanika? All right. So we have successfully completed a year-long teaching on the family business. The goal today is to ask ourselves why. Why? We've, we, we've completed this series. Why? What, does all those, what do all those messages mean to me? What, what should they have done for me? All those hours that I came online and listened, what is the significance of me getting up every Sunday at 9.45 a.m. to listen to this ministry break down the word of God? We often listen without realizing there is a benefit to listening. Most people, listen, Stephen O., most people see the benefit in talking more than they see the benefit in listening. People are more quick to speak than they are quick to listen. Even the scripture 
has to encourage us. Be slow to speak, but quick to hear. And so I want to I communicate to you today the advantage or the benefit from doing a year with me, from listening to a year of powerful messages about the family business, about service, about working as a franchisee with God. Studying God through this series and the family business for over 42 weeks should bring some advantage. And this is what you should walk away with. I want you to be clear on this. Look at verse 17. Verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this understanding, this concept of listening, of hearing, the text says, faith comes when I hear. Faith comes when I hear. So watch this. So in other words, the more you hear the word of God, the more faith you can acquire. So when we talk about a year of listening to the family business, we talk about a year of hearing the word, which should bring a year, 42 weeks of more faith. Are you tracking? So the result of this year, Tony, the result of this year should be what? Faith. That at the end of this series of listening faithfully as much as I did, as much as I could to Pastor Cherry and this ministry, what you heard should have produced faith in you. Why? Why do you need it? Why does God say, okay, why not just hear to hear it? Why not just listen to listen? As I said in the title of the sermon, I'm here, H-E-R-E, to hear it. So we are here to hear it. So why doesn't God just say, okay, hearing it is good enough? No, he has linked, he has linked our ability to hear to our ability to acquire faith. And to the degree that you hear something the proper way is to the degree that you will establish strong faith. Ah, this is good teaching. Danielle, you with me? You tracking? Come on, Danielle. All right, so the question is, why? Why does he link it? Okay, glad you asked that. Let's answer the question. The next text says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we talk about, we hear, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So when we hear properly, we get faith. Why do we need to hear it? Because, watch this, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is an asset you acquire. It is something you gain. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right, so we've linked three things. Number one, we've linked hearing. 
We've linked hearing with faith. And what is faith? Faith is the substance or the evidence of things hoped for, things not seen. So you hear it to get faith to be able to access what is hoped for and what is not seen. Oh, I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up. So we get this word. We get this word to help us believe directly when it comes to things hoped for and things not seen. Ah, God. So what is it that you hope for? Ah, my God. What is it in your spirit? What is it in your vision capacity? What is it in your psyche, your mindset that causes you to hunger and long for something beyond yourself? God knows, listen to this, he's so strategic. God knows the things in your heart way before you've even desired him. And then he gives Pastor Cherry the messages you need to hear online. That's why we have a relationship, pastor-parishioner relationship, that you make a commitment to hear the word. I make a commitment to get God's word for you. God gives mere word that if you hear it right, will connect to your faith, which will help you acquire the things you hope for and the things you don't see. Now, here's the beauty of this, Joy. Everybody may be hoping for different things. People don't see different things. So, But everybody gets the same word. <laughs> and the way you hear it, brings about the faith that you need for what you have hope and desires and aspirations for. And so faith is powerful. Faith is powerful for my future. Faith is needed for me to keep progressing. If you don't have hope, if you don't have faith, I guarantee you you're a lump on a log and you have given up in some form of your life. God has foreseen, watch this, our 2022. He knows what's ahead and has been giving us all the tools and resources needed to be prepared for what's ahead. Remember, I asked the question, faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the word of God. We heard all these messages. My question is why? The question is why? Why? Because we need faith. Why do we need faith? Because 2022 has things that God wants us to aspire toward or attain or acquire. Remember our sermon on acquisition. He wants us to acquire in 2022. So what did he do? He took all of 2021 prepping you for 2022. And the things that you inquired in 2021, he gave you word for in 2020 so you could get in 2020. Do you see how he's pulling it together? So what I'm trying to help us do is not fall into a lull of despair, of depression, or a melancholy attitude of complacency that says there's nothing else out there for me. There's nothing left there. I, there's no point in my existence. I'm telling you, if there was no point to your existence, then why would I be preaching? <sighs> I am preaching faithfully week after week because 
there is something that matters in our future. There is something that God has you still on the earth for in order to give you the power to attain it. And he says, I don't need your strategy. I don't need your skill. I don't need your talent. I don't need all. What I need you to latch on to is faith. By faith, men and women did great things for God. We've come this far. How? By faith. It is by faith. Moses parted the Red Sea. By faith, Abraham had a child at a hundred. By faith. So what is the most successful attribute that you could get from these 42 weeks of preaching about the family business? What? Five-letter word. Faith. Monica, are, are you getting that? Faith. So one of the advantages of having ministry, listen, one of the advantages of having a ministry like this that catalogs and archives its messages is that we have the convenience of hearing God again, disclosing truths to us that we need to apply. In other words, you can go to the website, you can listen to the message again, you can rehearse those tools, you can review them, you can study them again, you can go back to all the way to January. You can go back to 2020, y'all. You can go back to 2019 and look at these tools to say, God, make sure I got the faith I need to be able to move into the space I need to move into. I'm teaching you today that if you feel like you are drained and you have no more zeal to move forward into your destiny, Review the word of God that you have already heard. You don't need a new word. You just need to rehearse the word you already. Isn't that good teaching? Come on, Big Ben. Don't you see? Do you see where I'm going? So hearing, listen, hearing is crucial to our advancement and growth in faith. Hearing is crucial to how we develop our belief systems. And we must learn what to listen to and what to not listen to. Is anyone tracking with me? Are you with me so far? You good? All right. So listen to some examples. Here are some examples of some people who heard the word and applied their faith. Check this out. This is an example of a few people who heard the word and received faith. In Luke 23, it talks about the thief on the cross that was hanging there with Jesus. And I thought this was interesting because one of the thieves said, he was in between two thieves. One thief said, well, if you be the Christ, why don't you come on down there? You know, go on and just, you know, mess everybody up and get yourself down and go on and rule. If you the king, you, you so bad. But the other thief said, the other thief said, he said to him, man, we, we deserve to die. We're here on the cross. We deserve to die. This man has done nothing. Now watch this. Here's where it turns. He says, Jesus, listen, listen. He turns to the thief. Jesus turns to the thief because the thief says, Lord, when you enter into your paradise, 
remember me. Jesus says, oh snap, wait a second. Jesus turns to him and says, today you will be with me in paradise. The difference is, listen, the thing is, the only way this thief on the cross said something like that is because he must have heard that Jesus was the savior. How does he know Jesus is going to his paradise? How does he know that Jesus is going somewhere and he wants to go with him? He heard it, which affected his belief in it. And his belief got him the faith he needed to be on that day with Jesus in paradise. I love it. Look at the second example. The second example is the woman with the crumbs. The woman with the crumbs who was an outsider, she was somebody who wasn't supposed to get this. She was from Canaan. She wasn't supposed to, to get healing from Jesus. But somehow she heard Jesus had the power to heal. She heard it. How did, in other words, listen to what I'm saying. She's, she wasn't an Israelite, meaning she wasn't at the temple. She wasn't hearing regular sermons. Listen to what I'm saying. You guys hear it every day, every Sunday. You, you have the ability to hear it every Sunday. People who don't go to church, people don't listen to radio, people don't listen to gospel messages, they, they don't get this. So they heard it. They come because they heard it some kind of way. And because of her hearing it, she believed Jesus could heal him, even heal her daughter, even though she was an outsider. And she believed it and her faith got her healing. Look at number three. The third person is Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a man who said, I heard Jesus is coming this way. I'm gonna jump up in a tree to see if I can see him. His ability to have faith to get up in a tree to track Jesus while he was walking by. He gets up there and he looks up there and he says, there's Jesus, I wanna get to know him. Jesus turns to him and says, Zacchaeus, today I will dwell and dine at your house. That day, the Bible says, salvation came to the whole house of Zacchaeus. But how did it all start? Zacchaeus said, I heard, I heard about this man, Jesus. The last example I want to give you is Luke 5, the paralyzed man who was so, he believed such in Jesus that there was a crowd around the building where Jesus was teaching. He was teaching in a house. Jesus was teaching in a house, a paralyzed man, watch this now, who couldn't walk, meaning he couldn't get himself to Jesus, but he heard about Jesus' power, gets four friends to carry him to the house. The four friends get to the house and the crowd is too large. They can't get in. So they climb up to the roof, bust open the top of the roof, The four guys let the paralyzed man in through the roof down onto the floor where Jesus is teaching. Jesus turns and looks at this man and says, again, because of your faith, I will heal you. But faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. 
And if you're part of a ministry that teaches and preaches the word of God, then you have the ability to attain this same faith. The faith of the woman with the issue of blood. The faith of the centurion. The faith of the woman with crumbs. The faith of the thief on the cross. The faith of the paralyzed man who was let down through the roof. You have the ability to get the same faith Abraham had and Moses. Be leery of ministries that preach and teach but never put a scripture on the screen. We have to teach the word of God because it is the word that establishes the faith. Are you tracking? So all of these outsiders seem to have heard the good news of Jesus. I'm just trying to get you to see that. They heard it from somewhere, somehow. You don't just arrive at faith without hearing the word first. Somebody had to tell you something in order for you to believe it. I'm going to say that again, Shauna. Somebody had to tell you something before you believed it. So I learned some things about listening and hearing and believing that I want to share with you today. There are a number of things we heard this past year that can be profoundly impactful on our 2022 specifically and intentionally designed and orchestrated by God. So check out this number one. Check out what I first learned. It's always harder to hear it when you always hear it. <laughs> Let me say that again. It's always harder to hear it when you always hear it. Listen, some things I've learned, some things I've learned Faith is directly connected to how we hear. And if we can't hear it, we won't have the faith. Listen to what I'm saying by this. What I mean by this, this phrase, it's always harder to hear something that you hear over and over again. When you hear it over and over again, you stop listening. Ah, watch this. So the Gentiles, the Gentiles were the people with promise, uh, without the promise. Israel were the people of promise. So we in the body of Christ, watch this now, listen to this. Oh, this is so good. This is good, Steve. We in the body of Christ, we can hear the word. I mean, we got it on YouTube. We got it on Instagram. We got it on podcasts. We got it on website. We got it on Facebook. We got the word. We are over inundated with the word of God. And yet it is the body of Christ that seems to lack in faith. Because Listen, even the Bible says in the Old Testament, Israel did not enter into the promised land because of, they didn't enter into rest because of lack of faith. They were the chosen people. We are the body of Christ. We are chosen to be blessed. We should be the people of faith. But because, oh, the word is online. I don't have to go to church. I can listen later. Because we treat it so negligently, we don't hear it. The word was all around Israel and they missed the promises of God because they always heard it. 
<laughs> Let me tell you what I mean by this. Let me explain it. The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 18, this whole message is from 10, Romans 10 verses 14 through 17. Romans 10 verses 14 through 17. But I want to, uh, 14 through 21. But verse 18 says, but I say, they have not heard. Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. So the question, the question was, have they not heard? Have they not heard? God says, yes, they have heard it. How much? Their sound has gone out to all the world and their words to the ends of the world. So God says, yes, you've heard it. You, you, you say, well, I don't have faith. I don't have faith because I haven't heard it. No, yes, you have heard it. You had 2021, 20, 42 messages of the power of the family business. You have heard it. But sometimes when you hear it too much, when it's all around you, as the text said, yes, indeed, their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. In other words, it's out there. You can hear it. There's no excuse for you not hearing it. God came to Israel. The promises were for them. The Old Testament was all about them, but they stopped listening because it was all around them. And I want to tell you, oh, this is going to be good, Sharon. Baby sister, listen to this part. Listen to this. Don't lose your hearing because of frequency. Uh-oh. Don't lose your hearing because of frequency. Frequency. Frequent. Frequent, hearing it all the time. Frequency, what does frequency have to do with frequent? Listen, frequency means a frequency is a sound wave. And watch this, the faster the wave of the sound, the higher the pitch. The higher the pitch, the faster the wave of the sound. The lower the pitch, the slower the wave of the sound. So watch this, something heard too much and too fast is beyond our comprehension. It becomes what's known as ultrasound. Oh, ultrasound is a sound wave that is above our human ears ability. The pitch is too high for us to hear it. And sometimes the frequency, God, of the word in our lives becomes too high for us to hear it because the frequency is too fast. Oh, God. Don't I say sometimes while I'm preaching, I say, high pitch, bring it down. Too high, you missed it. In other words, I need for you to be able to hear the word in balance. And I tell people all the time, sometimes you can go to church too much. Sometimes you're at church seven days a week. When are you witnessing? When are you sharing it? When are you living it? When are you applying it? You should not be in the Bible 24-7 without looking into another soul's eye ministering to them. You have to create balance. Is anyone tracking with me? The Bible says a prophet is without honor in his own land. In other words, he is disrespected. 
He is not considered valuable because he's in his own land. What does that mean? We know who you are. You're too frequent. You're too familiar. This is just regular Cherry. This is just little Cherry who's walking around. He has no power. But let little Cherry go to another city, another state. They respect him because they haven't had his frequency. I would like to ask you today, what is your frequency? Is your pitch too high? Is your pitch too low? Our lives must live in a range where people's human ears can hear what we have to say. People often say, well, I told you. I told you on Monday. Well, okay, you told me, but if I didn't hear it, I don't get the advantage of what you said. I didn't get it. I don't want to stop talk. You've heard stop talking over people. Stop talking through people. Stop talking at people. Talk to people. Where they can hear you and then ask them. Do you understand? That's why I say, are you tracking? I want to know, is the frequency at a level that you are able to grasp it because faith is on the line? It's not just, did you hear it? Oh, good message, Pastor Cheery. Good message. No, faith is on the line. Did you get the faith you needed? To raise that child. Did you get the faith you needed. To get back in that marriage. And swing some more blows. Did you get. All right. Let me. Let me move on. To verse 21. Because here's another element. That comes in when we stop listening. It turns to disobedience. And verse 21 says. But to Israel he says. All day long I have stretched out my hands. To a disobedient. And a contrary people. So in other words, all day long, God keeps trying to speak to us. All day long, God keeps trying to say something to us. But we have become disobedient. And disobedience can occur even when parents are consistent. When parents are consistent, creating a frequency of telling us the right thing to do. Watch this. Children can become disobedient because the child, watch this, the child believes he or she can mess up today because the track record of their parents shows that they will always be there. And some people say, God will always forgive me, so I'll just keep sinning. Oh, watch this. Because God keeps giving us a word, because God keeps being consistent because God keeps loving us, we become disobedient. 
And the word is saying that Israel got out of their step. They got out of their way because God could be depended on. And Romans 6 says, because grace abounds, should you yet continue in sin? God says, God forbid, no, you should not continue in sin. The grace is there not for you to mess up, it's for you to step up. God wants you to change because of his consistency. And I'm telling you, some of you disrespect the consistent word that comes every Sunday and the ability to make the word available to you. You've become disobedient because Pastor Jerry will pray with me through it again. And I'm telling you, God has an awakening for some of you who are depending upon his mercy and grace to bail you out one more time. Parents should learn the art of changing it up. So often the child abuses what is frequent but faithful. Uh, How many of you know God is faithful? And sometimes out of the faithfulness of God, we become ah, disobedient, wayward children. Good parents would do well to remove a luxury so they can learn what need is. And I'm going to talk about needing God. Uh, It'll change how you hear God. Uh, Watch out now. When a child stops listening, You must do everything you can to get them to hear you again. Or their hope wanes. A child who who is not hearing you again lose their hope. Why? Because if you don't hear, you don't get faith. And faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. So when you lose faith, you lose hope. So when you lose faith, you stop hearing. So when your children aren't hearing you, they've lost their faith, which means they've lost their Hope, and so they turn to drugs, alcohol, gangs, and sex, and other stuff because they stop hearing you. The goal is not to attack the sex and the drugs and the faith, not even to drag them to church. It is to make sure they start hearing you again. Start at hearing because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Relationships and marriages that no longer hear, no longer grow. Uh, And they stay where they are and they resolve to these five words. It is what it is. In other words, they've lost their faith. They've lost their, I ain't listening to you no more. I don't even, you're talking, I don't hear you anymore. In other words, you've lost hope in it. Restoring your hearing will restore your faith. And I'm saying to couples in trouble, start your reconciliation by how you hear. And I'm not talking about coming to the table saying, I got something to say. No, come to the table and say, how can I hear you better? My God, Ah, this is the Holy Ghost telling you something. If God wants us to have faith, then there must be something yet ahead. If God wants, if God is preaching a word to give us faith, there must be something ahead, Tony. But if we aren't hearing him, what is he left to do? There is nothing for him to put in front of us if we don't hear him. So what do, what is God left to do when we don't hear him? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's go to the next point. 
if we aren't listening, there's always somebody out there who will. <laughs> God says, if you aren't going to listen, I'll find somebody who will. And I believe the message to this ministry and to those who have done this online ministry, that God says, if you won't listen, he will find somebody who will. Look at the next verse. Verse 19 says, but I say, did Israel not know? For Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. He says, I, I will, listen, if you aren't listening, if Israel don't know, he says, you don't know, now you know. He says, I will provoke, I will find a group of people who will listen to me to provoke you to jealousy. God dog it. Look at this is insane. Verse 20 says, but Isaiah, but Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. <laughs> Look at the Bible. The Bible says God wanted Israel to hear him so bad that God said it is not okay with you just not listening. It is not okay for you to keep coming to church, hearing word after word, ministry, sermon after sermon, teaching after teaching, and you don't step up in faith. It is not okay. He will do whatever it takes to get you to a place of listening so you can grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. And the church has got to do a better job at not just coming to church. We've got to let the church get in us instead of us just getting in the church. It is not enough for me to have the church filled with 10,000 members. We've got to get the word filling 10,000 people. Do you get what I'm saying? If we had the same symmetric or the same metric in terms of the word getting in 10,000 people versus, because everybody, all those 10,000 people don't have faith. All those 10,000 people don't believe. Why? How do I know that? Because you ain't, you can't never find enough people to volunteer to feed the hungry, sweep the parking lot, work, serve in the choir. Bible study is always 10% of whatever the regular attendance is because everybody who comes to main service is not there for faith and I'm telling you we need the 15 or the 20 people who are online right here to come here and to be here to hear it and if you hear it you'll get the faith and if you get the faith you'll have the faith to go towards what you're hoping for and what is not seen so sometimes what he does is he heightens the need ah uh, watch this because need can always influence listening. Oh, I love that. I'm going to say that again. That's a quotable. Need can always influence listening. Listen, if you need the doctor to do something for you and, and, and he, you need to hear these instructions, you, get, you need to take a test and this test is going to make the difference in you making 100,000 versus 25,000, you're going to listen to those instructions carefully. Whenever God creates a need, so what he, he, he creates a need to influence you're listening. Ah, God. So sometimes the trials come in our life, the breakdown in our relationships, the things happen in our life to provoke us to hit. Ooh, you hear better when you need more. How do I know that? Because the thief on the cross, 
Last resort was like, man, I'm about to die and I realize I'm about to go to hell. I better speak up now or forever hold my peace. The thief on the cross had a need. He was about to die and he needed insurance. He needed eternal life. The woman with the crumbs, why did she have such faith? Because she had a need. Her daughter needed healing. Why did the centurion come with faith to Jesus and say, heal my daughter or my servant? Because he had a need. The woman with the issue of blood who said if I could just touch the hem of his garment she believed because she had a need and God ah, when we stop listening God will create a need in our life in order to enhance our hearing so don't get mad because you got a need in your life you got a need you got a situation you got a situation in your life because you have not been Ah, hearing, ah, God, ah, I hope somebody is hearing me. You appreciate what you have when you keep things in perspective when viewing those around you who wish they had what you had. Listen, listen, mess up and mess over God's blessings in your life. Then see somebody who has what you had, watch you get an attitude, watch you be like, uh, I take it back. I take it back. You weren't even looking at it. You you didn't even want the juice. But the, the kids do that. You, you, you know, the juice is sitting there. Ain't nobody drinking it. But as soon as you take a sip, I want a sip, daddy. Give me a sip, daddy. You wasn't even thinking about it. So God will provoke a situation because need is a threat. Need is a threat. It makes people come for you. Ooh, Jesus, what, what Jesus had was a bunch of needs around him and the needs around him made him, made them come for him. Ooh, and I'm telling you when, ooh, when you need something, oh, come on, come on, come on. When you're, let me tell you, let me talk to these people. Listen, when the, when you need something, ain't that when you come to church, when you need something, ain't that when you email pastor church, when you need something, ain't that when you tell, pray for me, pray for me, pray, but when you don't need nothing the church don't hear uh say ouch that's all right jesus is still with me i'm still preaching i'm still preaching what we waste others need and need always finds a way to satisfy itself so what we waste in our hearing somebody else needs it and when somebody else needs it and gets satisfied then we get provoked to jealousy Israel was provoked to jealousy by offering the promise of salvation to the Gentiles and the Israelites got jealous and said oh well, I thought the promises were just for us it was just for you but you wasn't hearing it so So I offered it to a people who were not looking for me. As verse 20 says, I was, I gave it to those. I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who didn't ask for me. In other words, people who wasn't even looking for him got what you should have had exclusively. God uses others to provoke us to start hearing. So remember the goal is faith, not just hearing and faith is needed to make it to your future. 
Why? Because we walk by faith, Joy, not by sight. Faith, Danielle, and the ability to hear go hand in hand. I'm going to say it again, Cousin Kevin. Faith and the ability to hear go hand in hand. You cannot say you have faith if you don't listen. You cannot listen without acquiring faith. He was found by those who weren't looking. He found people to listen to him. God has so much faith to give. He's looking for people who will listen for faith. The challenge of all this is that many of us are challenged listeners. We are handicapped in our hearing. And that's why I'm preaching about faith hearing. That even when we aren't listening, even when we are listening, we aren't hearing. You're online right now. I'm preaching dead to your soul, but some of you won't hear me. And the only way this works is found in point number three. As I wrap this up and bring this to a conclusion, you have to hear it before you can believe it. You ought to say that to yourself. You have to hear it before you can believe it. What I'm trying to get us to see is that you have to hear it before you can believe it. Why do you think scripture says, let him who hath an ear hear what the spirit saith unto the church? Because he understands that words can go out and certain people will only hear it. When Paul was on the road to Damascus and he had other people with him, the Bible says only Saul was the one who heard it. He he was the only one who heard Jesus' voice, but to the others around him, the Bible says, as it sounded like thunder. <laughs> what is the strange synergy between hearing first and resulting in believing? Faith is the gift that produces the action of believing. Faith is the gift. It is what we acquire which produces the action to believe for what's in our future. But there is a synergy. There is a combining. There is a linking that we ought to expect something from our listening. Oh, look out now, Big Ben. You ought to expect something for listening right. If I give you my time, if I give you my ear, if I give you my open heart and my open emotions, I ought to expect something to come out of it. If I sit in front of God's word and read it and study and pray. I ought to expect something after listening to God. And I'm telling you, you ought to expect faith. Faith for what? Faith for the things that you hope for, things that you cannot see. I'm telling you, get back on the saddle. Saddle up y'all and get your faith right because God has stuff that's yet ahead. Let's look at our final text today, verses 14 through 17. It says, how then Shall they call on him whom they have not believed? (laughs) Oh, if I had time, I'd break that down. You can't call on what you haven't believed and you can't call on what you haven't heard. In other words, he says, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear if you ain't got a preacher? Oh, shoot now. The Bible is telling you, you ought to thank God for a ministry that has a preacher because how can you call on him if you can't believe it? And if you can't believe it, you haven't heard it. And if you haven't heard it, ain't nobody preached it. Verse 15 says, how shall they preach unless they are sent? 34 years ago, God called 
called me to ministry. 24 years I've been sent to pastor a group of people who I thought were willing to hear. And if you're willing to hear, then you ought to be willing to have faith. And if you have faith, you ought to be willing to believe for your future. And verse 15 says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. It's a good thing to have a preacher. Why? Because a preacher preaches the word and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Beautiful are the feet of the man or woman of God who walks in the church or who walks in the the room and stands in front of the camera to preach to you. Beautiful are his feet. Why? Because he brings the word that brings your faith, that brings your belief that brings your destiny. Come on, look at verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Woo! Look out now is coming down your street. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? And that is my question online this morning. Who has believed the report that Pastor Cherry has preached all of 2021? 42 messages about the family business and you're sitting up here getting ready to go into 2022 and your faith ain't no stronger than when it started. The question is, who has believed our report? And why does that question matter? Because we bring it all the way around full circle to verse 17. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I came to tell you today that faith is part of a process. The process is somebody's got to be talking. And if somebody's talking, somebody's got to be hearing. And if somebody is hearing, then someone had to be sent to talk to you so you could hear. And if someone was sent to talk to you so you could hear, then somebody got to end up believing in what he was sent to say. God has constructed your 2021 filled with people who have been sent to talk to you. You wonder why God put that co-worker next to your desk they were sent to talk to you you wonder why the friend that you used to couldn't stand all of a sudden re-engages and enlists for your forgiveness and your camaraderie because God wants to talk to you so you can hear something long enough so you can acquire faith and you say well Pastor Jerry don't take all that yes it does God sent me and I dare not abdicate my time on the wall to say well I'm too tired to preach it is my commission God sent me to you let me talk to you over here God sent me to you to tell you what he gave me in the quiet house to bring it on the rooftop I'm talking dead into your soul Monica I'm talking to you Shanika I'm talking to you Kevin I'm talking to you been. God sent me to bring you a word so you can hear the word and gain faith because your destiny has got something that
that you're hoping for. It's something that you can't see right now. Hold on, child of God. Help is on the way. The question is, have you been hearing what God is trying to say? Did you not know who was sent and who wasn't? Do you know why God put those people in your life? Do you know who was sent from God and who was sent from the devil? Are you able to sift like wheat to be able to know who came to mean your harm and who came to mean your good? Somebody needs some discernment. You ought to stop walking around acting like, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. You ought to know the move of the Spirit of God. Ain't nobody got to tell you that God has got something on the horizon for your life. You ought to know before the neighbor knows. You ought to know about your life before the preacher knows. The preacher ought to confirm what you already got in your own prayer time. Stop waiting on me to reveal it to you. Let God reveal it to you and let me confirm it. 2022 is waiting on you. The question is, in verse 16, we saw, is my question to you today, who has believed this preaching? Every time you tune out to those sent to speak to you, you chip away more of your faith. Every time you stop listening in your marriage, you chip away more of the hope. Every time you stop listening to your boss, you chip away your chances for promotion. Every time you stop listening to your children, you chip away their ability to believe God for something good greater. Verse 17 definitely says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So whatever you're able to hear from God, it ought to turn to faith. And I'm telling you, whatever God has sent to your ear, it ought to turn to faith. I feel somebody. It ought to turn to faith. Whatever God sent to you, it may have been on radio. Come on, Stephen. I know you know. It may have been the KKLA and it changed your life. Whatever God sent to you, it ought to turn to faith. Whatever God sent you on the radio, whatever God sent you in the daily word, whatever God sent you on a scripture through your Facebook post, whatever God sent you through a billboard you're reading while you're down, driving down the street. God talk it. I feel him. Whatever God sent to you, it ought to turn to faith. Don't mess with me, devil, because every time I get more word, I get more faith. And faith is the power of God to believe him in spite of everything. Abraham was a hundred years old. Seventy-five when he came to him. God said, you're going to have another child. Sarah laughed at him when he told her that she was going to have a baby. It took 25 years. But wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. We need faith to wait. Faith is for what's yet ahead. I don't need faith for what I already have. But I came to preach to some people who are waiting on the Lord to do something amazing. Something miraculous. Something powerful. That's what this preaching last year was for. To get you ready for what's yet ahead. And I'm telling you, whatever you are able to hear from God, it ought to turn into faith. But let me wrap this up. This is my conclusion. 
my appeal to you today is to find someone who is saying something that you need to hear. Find somebody who's saying something that needs to get in your soul. Stop going to churches that ain't saying nothing to you. I ain't saying blackball the church and say the church ain't no good. It just means the church ain't saying what you need to hear. Every church has got a preacher who's got a word just for your life. Find the church for you. Find the spouse for you. Stop picking people because they got big hips and strong biceps and pretty hair. Find people who got enough word who can speak to you. Find a spouse who knows what the Lord wants to say to you. Find somebody who's got enough Holy Ghost to talk to your spirit when you're feeling down and you want to give up. I'm telling you, find somebody. Find a job that's going to lift your spirit. Find somebody, God. Find somebody. Find the friend that's going to encourage you to live saved and not live drunk under the bar. Find somebody who's going to encourage you to read your Bible and say the right thing at the right time. Take what you hear and decide to believe it. Accept it and apply it for future hopes and needs. You ought to decide today. I'm going to take this word and I'm going to believe it. God said it. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. You remember that old cliche we used to say? The goal is faith, y'all. Do you have what it takes to believe God for what he has next? Do you have the faith to trust him in spite of all the obstacles and all the numbers and negatives that are against him? The Bible said Abraham hoped against hope. (laughs) He said, I'm hoping in spite of the hope, don't even hope for me. (laughs) He said, I will trust God and I will believe him for the miracle that he has for my life. Some of you, you own spiritual life support and you're just two beeps away from giving up and throwing in the towel. But Pastor Cherry came to preach to you today to say if you hear this word, can I get another bleep on the EKG? Bleep! Lord, I need a faster beep on my heart register. God, get my faith pumping again. God, get my soul believing again. God, help me believe you for my business, for my ministry, for my franchise, for my hope in my marriage, my children. I will not concede to the devil. I will not roll over because the demons are dogging my steps. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and lead not unto my own understanding. Every progressive journey with God is based on faith. Nobody got to where they were trying to get to without faith. Your marriage will never change without faith. Your job will never change without faith. Your economic status will never change without faith. But faith comes by hearing. And you won't give faith unless you start listening. And as we said before... Faith is challenged by the fact that we hear it often. We don't recognize the need in our lives. And we forget that hearing is a prerequisite of faith. So if we are living without listening, vis-a-vis hearing, then we will be without faith. And where there is no faith, there is no hope for future things. And so my beginning years of ministry were heavy in grace. But I have grown to live and walk by faith. It ain't easy, and it is by far the hardest part of the test. 
It's easier to live by grace than it is to live by faith. And I would like to end my ministry by living in years of love and truth. So I wish to start my ministry understanding it's the grace of God taking me. But now I'm in the middle of my ministry and I must live by faith. But I want to end my ministry on the paramount of love and truth. Thanksgiving is around the corner. Christmas is fast approaching. The new year will be upon us before we know it. Let all of us do an inventory of what we have heard this year and embrace the things we heard from God via live services, whatever you heard from coworkers, friends, family members, etc., radio station, do an inventory of what you heard. And wherever you have heard God's message to you, let it result in greater faith because God has more in store for all of us. This has been faith hearing and I'm here to hear it. I'm PC and that's all I've got. <laughs>